Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dental Law Radio. There is so much going on in the industry that um, uh, it's hard to pick a topic that is really top of mind. Um, there's probably 11 or 12 topics that we're going to cover on these podcasts. But I think today, with the uh, advent of COVID-19, uh, one of the biggest areas that we've really, really seen explode is, is teledentistry. Uh, it's been you know out in the collateral side for a couple of years now, but I think that with COVID-19 and all of the uh, issues that surrounded that, uh, I think the most relevant topic today is teledentistry, and it is absolutely here to stay. So we'll get a lot of questions. You know, what is teledentistry, and, and how does it affect us, and, and what are the modalities? So I want to run through a couple of things really to to give a 10,000-foot a view of what teledentistry is and, and some of the things that are really the complexities of it. This is probably a four-hour topic, but um, we're going to keep it brief today, and uh, we can, you know, certainly expand out, you know, in other podcasts, but I think today we're just going to give a 10,000 of a view as to where, where we're at on it. So, you know, teledentistry in the United States is, is, has exploded, uh, with, with avid COVID-19, like I said before, teledentistry is going faster than ever. It provides faster care. The concept was originally to keep patients out of the emergency rooms, which, which it certainly has done. Uh, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of state regulatory issues, no matter what state you're in, uh, I venture to say it's it's going to be different, and each board is different, each uh, state regulatory is different for the healthcare side. What's expected, what's not expected, but we're going to cover some of the modalities in a little bit. But you know, so what are the concerns when you jump into teledentistry? You know, what are the concerns? I would say compliance. You've got HIPAA issues. You've got licensing issues, credentialing. You've got technology, which is changing every day, it seems like. And then, of course, what's the malpractice exposure, which is really yet to be, to be explored. But, you know, like I said from the start, uh, it's here to stay. It, it's not going anywhere. And the question is, how do our doctors want to implement this into their practice? And the bottom line is, it's either you adopt it or you don't and you're left behind. So... You know, we get this question, so what are the modalities? So what are modalities? You know, what are the different types of uh, teledentistry, and how do we implement it? So you've got a couple things. You've got live video, which the uh, term of art is is, is, um, synchronous. So synchronous in of itself is live two-way interaction, where the provider using audiovisual technology. There are so many ways nowadays to provide this technology. If you're going on your iPhone, we got iPads, we, we got everything imaginable that can have literally two-way conversation. And I think to limit yourself to one particular way to uh, adopt that technology, I think you're, you're hurting your, your own cause. So one of the most popular and one of, probably one of the most dangerous ones to really implement because of regulatory matters is probably what we call store and forward, store and forward, which is asynchronous. So the asynchronous side is transmission of recorded health information, x-rays, photographs, video. This is where you have got to be compliant. 
you can't even begin to to do these modalities if you're not in compliance. So again, under the asynchronous, you know, basically it's it's digital impressions through a secured electronic communication systems to a dentist. Basically, it's where the dentist goes onto a platform as if it's a waiting room and literally picks up patient data. And then it's reviewed. And then there is communication with the patient. The problem is, is that this is not face-to-face. It's delayed communication. And my concern on this particular modality is that the, the loss of transmission. If you're just emailing patients back and forth, I think you've got some regulatory issues. I think you've got some concerns that you need to address. And then I think that um, you've got to determine what your purpose is as far as these two modalities. So then, you know, on, on a third modality, you've got remote patient monitoring, what we call acronym of RPM. So this is basically personal health and medical collection data from an individual in one location via electronic communication. So this is transmitted to a dentist in a different location. You know, for years, years and years, uh, our dentists have been getting, you know, information on their computers, laptops, iPhones, iPads. And this is sort of bringing it to a whole nother, whole, whole nother secured level where this has to be done on a platform, secured platform. We've got patient information that's coming back and forth. And it's got to be encrypted. So there are a lot, a lot of security issues, a lot of technical issues that I think have outgrown the, the, um, you know, the, uh, the iPhone concept because of the complexities. So then you got your, your, your final modality is your mobile health, M health, which is mobile communication by cell phones, tablets, and other forms of electronic devices. So that's, that's pretty simple in of itself, but you have to determine how that is going to be done, whether you're going to be getting information off of a platform, whether you're going to be setting up face-to-face meetings with your patients, which we always recommend for regulatory compliance issues. So, you know, in today's world, where our doctors are asking, well, we're not going to render care for teledentistry, but we want to use it as a screening method for our patients. So I want to give a couple examples of, of, of how we, you know, our clients have imp- implemented this during COVID-19. You can use this screening process for in multiple ways, but, you know, example. So a lot of our, our doctors had questions, you know, regarding COVID. And I'll use that as sort of the, the you know, the, 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 the nowadays thing. But, you know, this may change as we open up, as we get the shots, as other things come about. And there's always going to be the next problem. So the question is, how do I take this right now with what we're talking about and implement that down the road? So example, so here's some questions. So you, you have your patient come in your, your, uh, your office and, and in the lobby, you're asking them questions. Well, my question is, why can't you do this via remote communication? I mean, you can ask this clearly over, over communications, um, over the internet, direct access, so you know, have you fever, cough, shortness of breath? You're gonna have now that you're gonna have a patient come into your office and ask them that question. Well, you could screen these through the use of tele teledentistry. Have you been tested for COVID? You know, has a family member been tested? Have you been exposed to anyone with symptoms of COVID nineteen? Again, there's certain areas of the country. These these are you know, op, you know, obviously the northeast is a little bit tighter. In the south, we say that the COVID never hit the south, but um, uh, you, know, you got the things out west where it's a little bit tighter. 
So these are things you got to implement. You know, again, a question, you know, have you traveled to another country or your healthcare worker, a high risk job, law enforcement, trucking, grocery store, you know, in some aspects, in some States, teledentistry can be used to prescribe antibiotics and pain medication. Again, that's going to depend on your state law. That's going to depend on the process for keeping your patients out of the HR. These are some very, very, very generic discussions regarding teledentistry. But as as practices grow, as technology becomes more and more accessible, as security becomes better, as the process becomes better, it's going to be clunky at first to grow, to stay at the top of patient care, you're going to have to implement teledentistry at some point. Uh, and that will depend on the state law or how you um, uh, develop your practice, provide patient care, patient service. You know, one way to use teledentistry is if, if you have a patient that is constantly having problems after a surgery, you know, let's say you got a bad root canal and you're having trouble with that B2 canal. Well, why not get on teledentistry and talk to that patient face-to-face? It's great to do email. A lot of times our doctors will use their staff members to do this, which becomes sort of problematic because then you just got ongoing problems. Cut to the chase. Get on one-on-one with the, with the patient, direct communication, figure out what the problem is, and get it done. Because as these problems go on, well, I'm busy. I don't have time to bring them in. My patient's booked. You need to get them in. And one way to do this is get them over the, uh, over the internet, get them on the screen, talk to them, see their emotions, see what the problems are. And it may be something that's not even related to you. But this is one aspect of, of teledentistry where you can clearly, clearly help that patient care. And then we're seeing a lot of our doctors use teledentistry as a customer service tool confirming appointments, any concerns, pre-screens, insurance information. Sometimes you're just not going to get it over the phone. Uh, you can need, you need to see it. A lot of times in our office, we'll do some r- remote Zoom calls, and we got the documents, the shared screen in front of us. So develop those technologies. It is all for patient care. That's what it's about. That's what you're in the business for. At the end of the day is patient care and provide the best possible service you can. So there's just a couple things that we wanted to touch base on teledentistry. Again, we can we can talk hours on teledentistry, but this will give our, our, our guys a, a good uh, uh, good overview, good 10,000 foot view. Um, so we're going to be covering other areas in our in the podcast that are uh, we feel relevant, top of mind, and um, uh, really on, on the forefront of a lot of things. But uh, that's going to conclude our podcast for today. Again, uh, these segments are going to be relatively brief. Uh, we want to go ahead and, and, and get everything at the forefront, get our doctors thinking about everything, what's going on. But uh, you can check out other podcasts at dentallawradio.com. And if you need to get in touch with us, you know, reach out, you know, give us a call. Um, call our main number, 770-554-1400, Oberman Law Firm. Or, you know, send an email to me directly, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at com. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, we want to continue these podcasts and bring uh, relevant information, top of mind, that's happening every day in our dental practices, which we have access to. And um, 
We look forward to uh, seeing you on the radio, as we say. Have a great day. Thank you.